Welcome, everyone. This is the DFS Bum. All right, guys, Sunday night showdown here. We have the Denver Broncos at the Kansas City Chiefs. So before we get into the game and the players here, please subscribe to the channel. If you don't mind, I would definitely appreciate that. So, all right, guys, with the players, we're going to start here with the quarterbacks. And before I get into the quarterbacks, just a little uh, trend I noticed this last uh, three games on FanDuel. Kind of interesting when we talk about game theory and how we partner players up. And I do not think this will come into play this week, so I want to be clear on that. But I thought I wanted to share this story with you guys real quick. And the idea is typically in the MVP spot, if we have a receiver, we're usually partnering up the his, his quarterback in that same uh, lineup. That just kind of makes sense, right, to stack them. But what I found, actually, the last three showdown slates going back to uh, Sunday night, Monday night, and then the Wednesday night game that we just had with the Steelers and the Ravens, that that was actually the opposite. Um, and going back, for instance, for example, if we go back to the Sunday night game, that was the game, it was the Bears and the Packers, and Devontae Adams was the MVP on FanDuel, and Rodgers was in that lineup there towards the end, and what ended up happening, if you can remember back, is about the last, is about under three minutes left, and he threw that touchdown pass to David Montgomery, and that ended up putting in Trubisky into that top lineup. In this case, it was more of a situation that his salary was cheaper and allowed people to buy up in some of those other spots, and so you had a situation where Adams was MVP on the Packers, and Rodgers was not in that winning lineup and ended up being Trubisky. And that's kind of rare, and it ended up being, a, I think, like a pretty low tie. I think it was a pretty decent win for whoever had had that. And then the same thing had happened on Monday night when the Eagles were playing uh, the Seattle Seahawks. Basically, same deal. Uh, we had Metcalf as the MVP spot. Wilson was in there. And then about last four minutes into the game or so, uh, Wentz had ended up catching up, and his pa his points, he actually outscored uh, Wilson, if I remember correctly, or maybe it was one of those same situations because he was cheaper. Um, and uh, and this was even before that last-minute touchdown. He had taken over the spot Wentz did. But, again, we had that same situation. Metcalf is the MVP, and his quarterback is not in the top, top lineup. And then just Wednesday, same thing happened again. We had, except this time it was maybe a little bit opposite, in that uh, Brown from the Ravens ended up being the MVP, and you didn't have uh, RG3 in the lineup, which is kind of understandable. Big Ben was in that winning lineup, but that was really unique. In fact, that lineup where it had uh, Brown as the MVP, Big Ben, I want to say it was uh, Snell, um, I think Juju, and then maybe uh, one of the other receivers, or Ebron, I can't remember, but uh, the guy won that all alone, $200,000. So, Anyhow, I just wanted to share that real quick um, because that was just really unique for that to happen three games in a row to have the MVP be a receiver and not to have the correlation with his quarterback in the winning lineup. Again, I can see between Patrick Mahomes and Drew Locke, that's probably going to be over this week, but um, I just wanted to mention that. That's a, that's a not, apparently it's a, it's a, it's a good, uh, a, prayer, a contrarian approach because those lineups are uh, a little bit less owned. Now, the funny thing is, uh, I mentioned that it happened three times in a row. Watch it, it probably doesn't happen the rest of the year. But anyhow, I just wanted to note that before getting into the players. Um, just something like that because it's just so unique and it's so kind of contrary to 
the typical uh, advice or thought processes that pretty much everybody uh, that plays DFS would normally go with. So, all right, uh, enough of that story. So back here to the quarterbacks. Mahomes just having a hell of a year, almost 27 points. Last five games that he's been playing, points 31, 23, 31, 37, and 12. He's coming in here at 16,500 on FanDuel, 15,700 on DraftKings. FanDuel, he will be the heavy, heavy MVP candidate, I imagine, probably in about 50% of the lineups. To give you a case in point, the other day, Big Ben was in about 50% of those lineups uh, with the Ravens game on FanDuel's for that MVP spot. Um, and, and what's not to like with Mahomes, other than on DraftKings, we have the salary multiplier, so little bit, a uh, little bit different challenge when you put those lineups together. So maybe you start to deviate from Mahomes in the MVP spot in DraftKings, but I think most of my lineups will probably be more with Mahomes. Um, and then, uh, of course, I will get into some other guys here that we'll talk about. Now with Drew Locke, he's coming in here at 14,000 on FanDuel, 1,700 less on DraftKings, averaging about 13 points for the year. And I don't know, like like I mentioned, uh, I do think at the end of the day, the we're going to get somebody from the Chiefs' MVP sp uh, spot. If it were to be like Tyreek Hill or somebody like that, or Kelsey, I, I don't know. you got to figure Mahomes is probably going to be in that lineup. Um, getting back with Locke, last couple games that he's played, of course, we all know what happened last game. None of the quarterbacks played. But before that, his points, 12, 11, 30, and 21. Now, if he were to some reason throw up a 30-point game, and the fact that he's so much cheaper, you could maybe see that situation where a guy like Tyree Kill is in there and Locke, uh, you know, mixed with some of the other guys. But I don't know. I don't know how likely that is. I'll probably explore that type of lineup, though, uh, just given uh, what happened uh, there. And we do know Mahomes overall is going to be very, very heavily owned. So um, if he gets hurt or has a bad game for whatever reason, then all of a sudden all those lineups without him in there, um, you know, could end up being a very profitable night potentially. Matchup-wise between the two, uh, the Broncos, they're 16th against opposing quarterbacks, 15th overall. Um, the Chiefs, they're 13th against opposing quarterbacks, 11th overall. So not only is Drew Locke, uh, Drew Locke the inferior player, he's also got a little bit tougher defensive matchup as well. All right, let's look at some of the receivers here. Of course, Tyreek Hill. We all know the game he had last week, the 51-point monster game. Uh, just having hell of a year. Really, the only thing with Denver that you don't like about it is a matchup. Denver is 10th against opposing receivers, but at the end of the day, that's not going to discourage me uh, all that much from having a lot of Tyree Kill. I mean, that last game, Jesus, the guy was just simply unguardable. All right, from there, we go down. We have Jerry Judy. Looks like he's questionable right now for the Broncos. He's coming in 11,500 on FanDuel, 10,400 on DraftKings. Pretty solid rookie year for uh, for the guy, especially considered that he's not really playing with a good quarterback. But averaging seven targets, about eight points. Last five weeks for him. Last week, no points. Again, he didn't have a quarterback. But before that, 5-9, 22-9. Um, now, one thing with Denver, they even have a tougher matchup than the Chiefs. KC is fifth against opposing receivers, so... Um, yeah, I honestly, I don't really see any MVP candidates for me coming from Denver. You know, maybe I might throw some in there just to try to be a little bit unique on a couple lineups, but all in all, I'm just not seeing it. All right, from there, we drop down a guy like Tim Patrick, 9,500 on FanDuel, coming in at 8,200 on DraftKings. 
Fitzpatrick, about six targets for the year, about nine points. Again, last week he didn't score, but before that, 14, 8, and 11. So you could see this guy on this type of price tag, if he can string together like that 14, 8, and 11, if he gets you 10, 12 points in the price tag that he comes at, you see guys like that all the time in the winning lineup. So uh, I like I like his potential, potentially, uh, you know, with particularly with that type of price. From there, we've got Mikhail Hardman, Demarcus Robinson, and Sammy Watkins, all with the Chiefs there. Hardman's coming in at nine grand on FanDuel, coming in at sixty nine hundred on DraftKings. Robinson, eight thousand on FanDuel, sixty five hundred on DraftKings. Sammy Watkins, seventy five hundred on FanDuel. 6,300 on DraftKings. With Hardman, average about three and a half targets for the year, seven points. Last five games, production 4, 2, 6, 19, and 8. You're looking for him at some point, probably have a bust out game. He does have a little bit tougher matchup, but I think we all know, particularly with this offense and with the Chiefs, just one big play. That's just kind of like with Marquise Brown the other night, if you saw that bullshit, like uh, Mika Fitzpatrick was talking a lot of shit and then got totally burned, couldn't, couldn't tackle Brown. And had he tackled him, I ended up winning that too. So, uh, so yeah, fuck you, Mika. <laughs> Learn how to tackle. Just stop running your mouth. But anyway, um, joking aside, uh, like that can happen. Same thing to Marcus Robinson. With him averaging four targets for the year, five points. With him, last uh, five games, six, seven, nine, 14, and one. He's getting to be where he's more expensive, 8,000. And early in the year, you'd find him, like I think it'd start off, he's around 6,000 or 6,500. And he just keeps on kind of slowly bumping up a little bit. I still like him because, again, it's it's any one of these guys can come out there and get you a touchdown very easily, bust out a long play. But he is starting to get a little bit more expensive. All right, then we have Sammy Watkins. He had his first game back after missing some time due to injury. With him, six targets for the year and eight points. I was going to say, yeah, he, he hasn't played, uh, I don't know how many games he missed. Uh, I've got this uh, tool, draft dashboard, if you're ever curious, in the show notes of the YouTube. You can go down in there, or the video description. The, there's a link there to try it out for a buck for a, for 30 days. Um, but yeah, it goes back five weeks here, and uh, yeah, he just played last last week there. So of course, you guys probably remember he had a couple of big games earlier in the year. And then from there, jumping back over the other side of the ball, there may be some guys like uh, Hamler or Hamilton, but it's hard to get really excited about them. Hamler is 7,500 on Fanduel, 2,100 less on DraftKings. Average about five targets for the year and about five points. Last five weeks with him, ah, Jesus, last week he was actually negative one point, six, seven, 12, and nine. Again, last week is almost the anomaly, so we can't take a whole lot into that. Going down to Deshaun Hamilton, he's 7,000 on FanDuel, 1,700 less than DraftKings. He had two zeros, nine, two, and 16. Um, so obviously, if he goes out a 16 point game at that price tag, you're going to find him in that top lineup, but given the matchup, not really certain how likely that is going to be. All right, tight ends here. Got a couple of good tight ends. <coughs> Excuse me. Travis Kelsey, of course, just having a typical Travis Kelsey year. Averaging about nine targets and 16 points. This is a tough matchup for him. Denver excels at that. There's six against opposing tight ends. Kelsey's price tag, 13500 on FanDuel. Coming in at 12800 on DraftKings. Like him on DraftKings, the MVP candidate with that lower uh, price tag. Points for him, 12, 23, 21, 21, and 5. So just good solid ball coming out of him. And then the other side of the ball, Noah Fant, second-year tight end out of uh, Wisconsin. And he's had a pretty good solid year, particularly that he doesn't have much to work with at quarterback. 
He's averaging six targets, almost eight points. For him, last five games, two, eight, three, six, and eight. So he really hasn't had that good of a game in a while. Matchup wise, pretty good. The Chiefs are only 17th against opposing tight ends. So you might see something maybe happen there. And outside of that, I don't know if like Nick Vanette, Ricky Seal Jones, I don't think I'd really bother with any other guys and uh, to buy down. I just don't really see it. Um, you know, you just see some points coming up in this game. Um, even with the even with Denver being pretty decent defense, you know, there's still just going to be some points and these tight ends and like lower scoring tight games. I like them, but even if they get you a touchdown in the red zone and they get like, you know, nine ten points, probably not going to be enough to get you in that top top lineup. All right, let's go over here to the running backs here, and we've got Melvin Gordon coming in here at twelve thousand five hundred on Fanduel. 1,700 less on DraftKings. With him averaging about 11 points for the year. Pretty decent matchup. The Chiefs are 21st against opposing running backs. He's been averaging about 13 carries, 3 targets. Last 5 weeks for him, 3, 18, 5, 3, and 8 points. So, 2 games ago, had a nice game. And then from there, seemed to struggle. Alright, Edwards-Alaire, he's questionable. I think he missed practice where, what, today is Thursday. So uh, who knows? It might just be more precautionary reasons or more maintenance. But for the year, averaging about 13.5 carries, 4 targets, 12.5 points. Last week, pretty disappointing. Only 4 points. Again, Tyreek Hill ate up most of the points there. But prior to that, 20 points, 11, 5, and 13. We have Le'Veon Bell. Really hasn't done a whole lot. Um, other than he did have 10 points two games ago with the Chiefs. Not really been out on the field a whole lot, though. Last couple games with them. Uh, we'll go back three games with the Chiefs. I think he's been there about three games. Maybe probably a little bit longer at this point. But last three games, his carries were 5, 7, and 4. His targets were 2, 1, and 1. Points 4, 10, and 1. So I don't know. At 9,000 on FanDuel, 6,800 on, uh, or excuse me, 7,800 on DraftKings. Seems a little bit pricey to me. Um, though you could see him coming in in a red zone situation. Get a couple catch, you know, getting a touchdown there, and then maybe gets a couple catches here and there, bust out, you know, a couple 10 yard yard runs. Next thing you know, the dude gets 12, 13 points. He's in your lineup. So I'm certainly not going to be by any means fade him. The uh, running backs, too, for the Chiefs have got a nice matchup. Denver's only 22nd. But at the same time, too, I'm not going to be like heavy with him as uh, uh, sometimes when I guys, have guys like this that, um, that I don't really like, but I don't want to overlook uh, either. I kind of start off and maybe maybe make like uh, I usually make just a shit ton of lineups, so I may come in there and maybe make like you know ten lineups with him or something like that, and then just take him out of my player pool. Okay, from there we got a guy like Philip Lindsay. He's also banged up a little bit, so just keep your eye out for the year. I'd say this year probably pretty disappointing. Only been averaging six points overall, ten carries, only one target a game. Recently with him, points 2802 and 15. So yeah, hard to get excited about him. And outside of that, you know, Darrell Williams with uh, Le'Veon Bell coming in the picture. He's not really involved anymore with the Chiefs. Royce Freeman will still get out there, um, even with uh, Lindsey and Gordon healthy. But, you know, what are you going to get out of him? Probably not a whole lot. So uh, from here, yeah, we'll just look at the kickers real quick. Butker's been averaging... About eight points for the year, eight and a half. Uh, Brandon McManus here, nine and a half points. As you can see, 
Looks like uh, opposing kickers just really go off against Denver. Um, and then you got a good offense, so you could definitely see Butker being in that. I'll definitely like to do some stacks with him, uh, with a couple other players there from the Chiefs with the idea, you know, like say with Mahomes and him and then some of the receivers or Kelsey. I can see that being a top, top lineup there. And that's really the other thing with the kickers is I don't usually play them on the same team unless for some reason I've got a nice stack of the Chief guys. And in this case, you know, you might look at any other uh, Denver uh, player that's below 8,000 and you don't like their potential to outscore the kicker and you throw them in there. That'd be the only time that I would uh, stack those guys there. I can never think of a top, top lineup having two kickers in the in that top lineup. Top those you can have those lineups can cash all the time, but I just never seen the top one. So um so yeah, that's pretty much it guys. So uh anyhow I hope you guys go out and kick some ass and then I think Monday night we're gonna have a two gamer so I'll uh, end up working on a video for that. Usually we don't have all the info for it until probably sometime on Sunday uh afternoon or Sunday evening. So just keep your eyes peeled for that. So all right guys go out kick some ass I'll talk to you soon. See ya.